Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the recovery guy, and you have entered into the fix. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Recovery Guy Podcast. And if I have not welcomed you to 2021, let me do that now. Uh, obviously, this is Friday's podcast, and uh, we introduced the 12 steps of recovery, starting with step one on Tuesday. And now this is our second podcast for this year, and we are excited. Before this year is done, we will produce approximately, if not more, 100 podcasts. Our commitment is to do two podcasts per week, and that is something that uh, we were able to accomplish all last year. We had upped it from the previous year. John Barker, uh, my daughter Jane and I are so committed, and Susie as well, to this recovery movement that we are going to accelerate even more so because if there's anything we become aware of is addiction and the need for recovery is not slowing down. Matter of fact, it is accelerating. One of the things that the whole COVID experience did, it isolated people even more so. And isolation exposed addiction in some and deepened it in others. And consequently, the recovery movement is has never been more needed. And so my friends out there in social media, people I go into the prisons with, and hopefully we go back in soon in person, and the recovery centers and all the work that we do in recovery, um, we need to accelerate that and step it up even more because... When you turn out the lights, people lose their way. And this last year, the lights were turned out and uh, it got rather dark for many people. Suicides, abuse, all sorts of ramifications from our isolation really took the forefront. And we need to work even more fully together. Uh, just the other day, I was chatting with my friend Mike, uh, Mike Brown, and uh uh, about the podcast, and, and he was encouraged uh, from the uh, podcast on redemption that I had done. And so we're actually going to be doing a, a podcast today. It's called The Gift of Restoration. And Mike and I were chatting, and he was relating some of his personal experiences. And by the way, Mike is going to have five years, February 19th, uh, just about a month and a half away, five years a personal recovery, and that is an incredible milestone. Uh, I remember five years so fondly. I was coming out of my fog after year one, year two, just trying to figure out, you know, what else can I do besides show up? How can I grow? How can I learn? How can I really jump into the deep end of recovery? 
and Mike is there and, and he's beginning to see what his overall potential is and he's exploring a deeper sense of recovery and exploring different avenues of, um, of really broadening his recovery horizon uh, beyond the basic understanding. And at five years, it's a great time for him. So Mike and I were chatting and he said, you know, do it on restoration because I'm finding in my life so much has been restored to me that I want to learn more about it. So we're going to talk about that today. Uh, restoration is so important. And what's beautiful about restoration, whether you are new, as my dear friend Slow Will would say, whether you are new or relatively new to the program, uh, restoration um, can be experienced by you. You know, today, um, as I record this podcast, I have 12,671 days, right? Uh, that's a long time. That's over 34 years. And yet, I'm still encouraged of things that are being restored. Sometimes things are being restored, and we'll discuss a little bit deeper as we move forward, that I haven't had before, or it's being restored to a deeper sense. It's just like recovery. You know, we, we stay recovered by staying in recovery and understanding there's a, there's a deeper meaning. There's a, there's a higher plane, you know, as we look at Maslow and his uh, hierarchy, right? And self-actualization. Well, what does that really mean? You know, is there a point that at the top of the pyramid you stop growing? I think not. We can become more self-aware. We can become more in tune. We can become more enlightened as a Christian. I'm always looking for my relationship with God to deepen, to grow. And regardless of whatever, especially if you're involved in a monotheistic religion, then then you understand that deepening, that enrichment. Um, if, if you're Buddhist, if you're into nature, uh, no, no matter where you're coming from, there's a deeper sense of self. There, there's a understanding personal empowerment, like our dear friend Tony Robbins will talk about, you know, and that, that deeper understanding, always striving to be more. And that is what the gift of restoration does. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, the more we're willing to explore, the more we're willing to grow, the more we're willing to risk and to put our recovery out there, I believe the more will be restored, right? And I want to be receiving the gift of restoration for the entire length of my life. Restoration is a miracle that I believe accompanies every recovery. Now, I use some absolute words there. It accompanies every recovery. It is a miracle. And that's the beauty of it. So again, whether you're, you know, 120 days like Alan or 12,671 like me, or you've got Mike working on five years or Chaz working on four or Angie and four and a half and Wendy and all the other people in recovery and Tess coming up on her three years, you know, no matter where you're at, we're always a part of the miracle and restoration is always occurring. If we are approaching recovery, right, it, I really believe 
I really believe that it's impossible to recover without being restored. I think they go hand in hand. Being restored is, is really something that you won't want to miss. Therefore, you will not want to miss recovery. I beg of you, as I quoted the other day on uh, Tuesday's podcast, to be fearless and thorough from the very start. If you've been around for a while and you have not experienced restoration, let me know so I can help you identify it and even achieve it. If you're new or relatively new to the program, stick around because restoration is a component of recovery when properly applied. That's the caveat. We can't half-ass this thing and expect restoration to occur. And as I define restoration to you, you'll understand what I mean. That is one of the reasons it's so important you know, to find a confidant, to find a mentor, to find a sponsor, someone that you see is achieving and having the things restored to them that you want to have restored in your life. And then do what they did or what they're doing. And, you know, we mimic people, right? One of the things that I learned, I, I didn't know what to do when I first came in recovery, right? Did you ever hear that adage, you fake it till you make it? I didn't know what to do, so I copied Steve. I did what he did. Because rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path, right? So what's great is that in recovery, I don't have to go create my own path. It's already been done. So when I would go and I would see Eddie or Buddy or Scott, or Steve, or Max, or Texas Mike, or Russian Ted, or Pete the Greek, or my sponsor Jack. I would just do what they were doing. Slow Will, greatest example for me. Will has got over 40 years, 41 years of personal recovery now. He just celebrated that January 1st, just yesterday. And, and he did that by, he copied People that he saw when he first came into the program. And that's what we do because I want to have things restored to me the way I saw them be restored to you. As Tom Bennett would say, God rest his soul, we can become weller than the well. And we can have this thing called restoration occur to us just by being involved in recovery. Now, how deeply I am involved in recovery will determine to the degree, the quality and the quantity of the restoration I receive, right? It says in the big book, half measures availed us nothing. Well, if I half measure my recovery, can I expect full restoration? Well, only if I'm still selfish and self-centered. We believe this is the root of all of our problems, right? But if I'm being honest, then I can expect to get out what I put in. <laughs> actually, we can't outgive God, so I actually get more than what I contribute, but I contribute as much as I can because my middle name is more, right? I want more restoration. You know, my daughter Carol coming out was the perfect example of that. Carol and I, she's been out now four times 
uh, to visit us in Salt Lake City just this last year alone. She's a school teacher in Las Vegas, so getting away is not always easy for her. And so she would come out, and every time she comes out, or or Laura and I spend some time with her when when the times we go to Las Vegas. So we probably see Carol seven seven times a year, and our daughter Kathleen as well. And so every time there's a degree of restoration that is occurring, little by little. So restoration isn't in a vacuum. It occurs over time, just like recovery is not in a vacuum. You know, I stopped drinking in an instant as I understand my powerlessness and unmanageability. You know, my sobriety date is April 25th of 1986. But that's not when I recovered. That's not when all those things were being restored to me. These are things that occur to me over time. Again, are these extravagant promises? We think not, right? It talks about these are being restored amongst us, you know, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly, but they will always materialize if we work for them. That is restoration. Restoration, and I love how it's defined, and we'll break it down a little bit, is the act of restoring, it is renewal, it is revival, it is reestablishment, it is the state or fact of being restored, it is a return of something to a former, original, normal, or unimpaired, don't you love it, condition. It is also defined as restitution of something taken away or lost. Finally, restitution or restoration is something that is restored as by renovating. Isn't that awesome? Let's start with renovating. I was broken. I I was disheveled. Have you ever seen those flipping shows like um, um, the brothers who are on TV? or flop or flip or you know those those shows that are on TV where they go in and they and they take these wrecks right and they find them in in auctions or or bank sales foreclosure sales and they're just trashed right and yet they they see the bones of the property I know that word right the bones and and they see it can be restored very rarely do you see someone buying a building and and tearing it down for the land. Sometimes you do that if the land is so expensive and what is on there is completely out of line with what you want. But for the most part, you you buy this, you renovate it to flip it. Like like the house we live in, that Laura and I live in, in uh, West Jordan. And, and it sat for about two years and these people came in and they renovated it to flip it and make a profit. But they renovated it. They went room by room and they restored it to its 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 uh, goodness or even elevated it. But they restored it by renovating. They came in and they saw the things that were broken, saw the things that needed to be replaced. They saw the things that needed to be upgraded and they made the proper renovation to make it attractive to a buyer like Laura and me, that we would be willing to bid what they wanted and subsequently buy the house. So we are being renovated and renovation takes time. 
you don't just come into a property and renovate it and say, I want this room to do that, this room. It takes time, you know. Ask Scott on the Property Brothers. I think that's the guy who, who does the renovating. Anyway, it takes time to do that. First, you've got to assess. Then you've got to look what needs to be changed and how it needed to be changed. And if changing this is reliant on changing that. Because sometimes you have to get to the foundation before you can build up. So before you can renovate the third floor, you got to make sure your structure is good and your footing and your foundation and then your first floor and then you can begin renovating the other floors that is why we do the steps in order not as a buffet where we pick and choose what we want or when do you get me so there's a process to restoration it is the act of restoring it is a renewal right i was old i was broken I had no real value. That is why I had no family or friends left. I didn't even have a job. Everyone left me to my own devices. And one by one, people became uh, distant and became dropping out of my life. So I could completely fall apart. And, and because I was broken, I needed renewal. I needed revival, right? I needed that term reestablishment. I needed to come back and figure out who I was. I needed to understand how I got here. That is why we have step one and step four and even, um, you know, steps eight and nine in, in our inventory steps and even step 10. I needed to be reestablished. I needed to know how I got to where I was at and then reestablish myself as a person of value and be renovated to that degree. I love the state or fact. I love it. it's a fact. It's real. You can look at my restoration and not say, oh, Robert just wishes he was that or Robert hopes that he is that. No, it is a fact. It is the state. It is my current condition is restoration. It is a fact. You can look at my life. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Facebook. Watch my relationships. See how I interact with each other. And then compare me to some of my stories as I share my experience, Strength of Hope. You will believe that my restoration is a fact. It is a return of something to a former, original, normal, or unimpaired condition. I'm not sure of when my damage began. I believe I was damaged that at a young age. I just, you know, my friend Max talked to me about a love disorder and someday I'll share this with you again, the whole concept of it and emotions anonymous. Um, my former self, I don't, I, I don't know if I ever knew who I was. And I believe I was always thinking I was an almost or even a nothing. I I never really believed I was normal. I never quite fit in. I tried, but I never quite fit in. But I was impaired. I was emotionally, psychologically impaired. I was mentally impaired. You know what I'm talking about? 
on any of those levels. And that was even before the addiction came in, before the alcohol and the subsequent drugs and then the other behaviors of bulimia and pornography and, and compulsive overeating and gambling. I was impaired emotionally, psychologically. I, I never knew that I belonged. And it really wasn't anyone's fault. I just didn't know how to receive. Therefore, I subsequently never learned how to give. And if you can't receive and you don't know how to give, that causes a great deal of pain. And so I became impaired. I impaired my mind. I impaired my body with alcohol because alcohol took a nothing into an almost. You know that feeling? Remember that feeling of being high, being drunk, having that gallon of haagen ice cream or that sensation by throwing up or, 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 or gambling, sitting in at the blackjack table or uh, the slot machine or at the bookie and just, just trying to recapture that, that energy, that adrenaline, just so we could feel so we didn't have to die. I was so impaired that I love how it says in the big book, I was no longer able to differentiate the true from the false. That's how impaired I was. And to become unimpaired to restoration is a miracle that you don't want to miss. Trust me when I tell you. It is defined, as I previously stated, restitution of something taken away or lost. Restitution means I am paid back everything that was taken from me. Now, most everything that was taken from me, I gave away. I was a willing participant in my destruction. So everything I lost, I have me to blame. Other people might have been a part of it, but it was my price of admission that put me in that situation. And so now it is restitution. It is payback time, right? And that's what's beautiful about recovery. Restitution is, is amazing because we are restored beyond who we ever would have been had we not been in our addiction. That is miraculous. And it's not to say that I'm grateful for becoming impaired and losing and giving away and all the harm that I caused. I would never be grateful for that. But I'm grateful that I found out what was wrong. Because now with the exuberance and the energy of a person who gets life breathed back into them, who is told that they can be anyone and do anything and go anywhere and achieve the heights that only true recovery can bring and restoration and restitution can empower us to be overpaid. I tell my sister Mary, she gets the kick out of me. I tell everyone, I am overpaid in every area of life. And the mental, the emotional, the physical and spiritual there is not an area in my life where I can't look and examine and say, overpaid, 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 overpaid. From what I gave away and how I gave it away and how long I disregarded my life, just the fact that I am breathing is overpayment. 
Lori is my third marriage. As so many of you know, we've been married over 31 years now. I am certainly overpaid in marriage. My, my children, I have five children that I have relationships on different levels for different reasons. But without restitution, I would never have that, right? Part of my relationship with my children, Sarah Jane and Rob, is as a result of marrying Laura. And, and, and the restitution of, of being restored and being that husband I wanted to be allowed me to be the father I always wanted to be that I wasn't to Kathleen or Carol. And now, though, I'm able to have restitution and get restoration with them in my life and have that relationship grow. I'm overpaid there. My daughter, Frankie, that I didn't know she, until she was 21 years old, I have restitution and, and restoration there. That relationship is still going. And it's the miracle of recovery that I don't want you to miss. And once again, finally, we are restored as by renovating. Isn't that wonderful? Don't you want to be renovated? When you look at your life, the house that you live in physically, emotionally, spiritually, and mentally, wouldn't you like to be renovated? Wouldn't you like to go in and just do a complete do-over and a do-over in the image and likeness of your higher power? To be that friend you always wanted to be. To be that significant other you always hoped you could be. To be that child, that brother, that sister, that mom, that dad, that aunt, that uncle. Let me tell you something. My nephew, Peter, just celebrated a year of recovery. My niece, Kayla, just celebrated a year of personal recovery. Incredible influence I've been able to have in their life. Had I not been restored, had I not been renovated, number one, they would have never been my nieces and nephews because they're through marriage with Laura. And number two, when they were ready, they knew I was renovated. They knew I was restored and they wanted to be restored and renovated as well. And so there was an attraction that they had toward me in my recovery and I've been able to be a part of their renovation and their restoration. Isn't that incredible? So not only do we get to experience for ourselves in our own life, but we get to impact and make a difference in the life of people that we love, that we care for. And it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And the restoration is more exciting. And we continue to move forward. And the miracle gets bigger. And our, and our impression on life as it impressed upon us and the impression that we can have on each other is never ending. I hope that if you've been around for a while, you are experiencing this. And if you're not, let me know. And if you're new or relatively new, if, if people you're involved with aren't sharing this message with you, then you need to find other people to hang out with. You message me. I'll let you know. I'll help you find the people who believe in this message. Because what's the alternative? To be mediocre? To coast uphill? To be mediocre, we will eventually get back involved in our pain. And if you're like me, if I'm in pain too long, I have to medicate. And medicating will kill me, will kill me. So why not just be restored? Why not just be renovated? Why not get the gift of restoration 
and make it a part of your story so when you share your experience, strength, and hope with each other and people that you come across with, jaws almost drop because they hear where you were and they see where you are and where you hope to be. And that, my friend, is the journey of a lifetime. That is a journey I don't want you to miss. And if you're involved in it, I hope it gets bigger for you. Again, thank you, Mike Brown, for for sharing this um, notion of restoration. And I can see that restoration occurring you in your marriage and the life that I see you live on Instagram. Thank you for suggesting this topic. And if you have a topic out there you want me to cover with energy and exuberance and my experience, let me know what that looks like so I can cover that for you as well. It will be my pleasure to cover something that is important to you in your path of recovery. The gift of restoration is a miracle that accompanies every recovery. And if that is not true for you, then maybe you need to approach recovery a different way. I want to thank you so much for joining this podcast today. Go to recovery underscore guy for me on Instagram, the recovery guy on Facebook, uh, recoveryguy.org. Go to your favorite podcast channel to download our podcast. Get our blogs from our website as well. If you want to give, go to patreon.com forward slash recovery guy. You can give monthly to this recovery movement. If you want to give a one-time donation, then go to Venmo, Robert-Pardon-3. Let us know what we can do for you to help you achieve lifelong recovery one day at a time. And as always, my name is Robert, and I am the Recovery Guy.